options, choices, and we get them often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ain't no, goddammit, what? Any, mini, mini, mo. Let's get it, let's go. If you ain't no, what, what? Any, mini, mini, mo. Let's go. And we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what it is. Welcome to a special episode of Down in the Basement podcast, where it's actually in the mind of episode, where we bring somebody in as a special guest to basically pick their mind and share their story using our platform. Today, we have our very own, a friend of the show, Actually, a friend before the show. A friend before the show. Um, <laughs> a special mentor. Need us say more. Uh, he's a professional vegetarian, first and foremost. <laughs> a CrossFit athlete. An education director. Mm, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike. There you go. There they are. There you are. <laughs> We're just waiting for that. <laughs> Um, thank you, thank you. We also, got, <laughs> we also got Simon in the house. What up, Yo, Simon? What's up? We got Ricky, the soundboard guy. The one and only. And last but not least, my name is Anthony. Yes, sir. And uh, this In the Mind of episode uh, is very special because Mike comes from us. Uh, we've known Mike since we were young. In high school, kids, some might say, hey, children, he was like, y'all are still young. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy, honestly. He was like a, like not like a legit dad, but like I saw him as that figure, you know. Like I was scared of him. <laughs> he was, he, he definitely had an authoritative figure. He, he, and he used that to his advantage. <laughs> um, oh Mike, to give you your own entrance. The floor is yours. Tell the audience, you know, who you are. All right. Uh, you've already alluded to some of the stuff that I am. Uh, but I'm Mike Osorio. Uh, been a vegetarian for about, oof. Yeah, how long? Uh, almost 20 years now. What? Yeah, four of those were definitely uh, vegan. Four years of vegan, for Ooh. sure. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a long time mm-hmm. and I can attest to that when you guys met the program and stuff. So, told so you, you, were like, you, were, you were vegetarian or, or vegan before it was like cool to be like vegetarian. Oh vegetarian. yeah. I, okay. I, I have definitely seen the progression of, of how vegetarian veganism is now compared to how it was years ago. I, I have seen that trend. Nice. You're OG. Right on. <laughs> yeah. You made it cool. OV, original <laughs> vegan. All right. (laughs) Now, before we uh, dive deep into your thoughts, right, or into your mind, Mm -hmm. we did want to ask you some general questions just to uh, kind of break the ice. First and foremost, um, the new movie that's coming out, King Kong versus Godzilla. The audience wants to know whose team are you on? Oh, I'm Team Godzilla. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My man. See? I'm okay. Godzilla for sure. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Now, would you rather take on a hundred duck-sized horses 
or one horse-sized duck? And why? Yeah, I would take on a hundred duck-sized horses mm. versus one duck-sized horse. I guess horse-sized yeah. duck. Horse-sized horse-sized duck. duck. There you go. Uh, it's all about the height advantage, you know. I rather I can kick a hundred little you know <laughs> little horses like versus one big giant duck with one peck can take me out probably. Bro, you know for. Liking animals enough not to eat them, that's kind of that's kind of violent to the, to the horses. You thought about this. You huh? thought about it. He's like, honestly, like, can they really do anything? He's visualized it. it. <laughs> that wasn't well, a setup. When it, comes, when it comes to survival, like, I mean, I'm I'm all for having lots survive, but if it's down to me, I'm gonna make that call. There you go. Hey, Good. Right there, okay. bro. And then um one one more. Uh, All right. This man silverback gorilla versus uh, black bear. What was the first one again? A silverback gorilla versus a, a black bear. I'm going to give it to the silverback just because I think they, they're more agile. It can move uh, much more efficiently than a bear. And they can bench 1,800 pounds. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there Let's you go. go. But I like that. Good. But he's okay. Team Godzilla. Hey. Make it make sense, dude. We're off. We're off to a great start here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some of some of the the um, icebreaker icebreaker questions that I wanted to ask. Um, I also did get reminded um, that you had a tattoo of, if I remember correctly, a marijuana leaf. No, they're not marijuana leaves. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm old enough that to know. No, I always wonder No, they're that. definitely not marijuana leaves. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you for clearing that up. I they're just regular that. leaves that, you know, happen to look like, I guess, to some people, like marijuana leaves, which I didn't realize until I'm... Are <laughs> leaves in the eye of the beholder, and Okay. So maple leaves. Maple I mean, leaves. yeah, they're like... They're, they're maple leaves. <laughs> They're my interpretation of what maple leaves are. <laughs> okay. I always dug your tattoos. Like, ever since I I was your mentee, you know, back in the day, you were you were my mentor. Someone that helped us mm -hmm. get through high school, eventually get into college. And I always liked the, the creativity that you had in terms of just, like, the art and mm -hmm. all of that. Like, I thought it was always cool, but I was always kind of scared of you, so... Uh, I'm glad. Really? I'm, yeah, man. A little bit. I mean, it's like. You I look never, like you could beat us up. Well, yeah, you time. swole, which I'm saying is like why I wanted to bring you on to <laughs> you, this You do pod. CrossFit. Well, I, I will say I, I, I later learned uh, learned that when people saw me, they, I, I guess I had like resting bitch face, you know? Mm. How, how it, uh, so I, I learned it wasn't very approachable, apparently, which. I didn't think that was the case because I always thought I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just very chill, very, I'm always laughing, I'm always smiling. Like, how do not, people not approach me, you know? Yeah. With, with when your dimples are always showing and everyone thinks that you're, you know, having a good time here. Right. So I thought that, but I did get some people who did approach me and say, like, yeah, I never approached you at first because I always thought you were like in a bad mood or you were mean or you were not very approachable. And I was like, huh, okay, I learned something about myself that time. He's like, I'm just thinking about what workout I'm going to do later. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. No, hey, uh, but I did I did want to say welcome. Um, I want to okay. let the audience know that we actually wanted to bring Mike on because uh, a recent episode, our most recent episode, episode 144, 
I believe. Uh, we were talking about this documentary that came out on Netflix called Seaspiracy. Have you mm-hmm. happened to watch that documentary? I have not watched the documentary, but I have heard a lot about it. Yeah, man. It is insane. When I tell you that I watched this and it really like left a bad taste in my mouth, literally, because I had fish earlier that day. It was mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was crazy. And I I wanted my my compadres here uh, to watch it as well. I, I believe Simon was the one who actually ended up watching some of the documentary. Right. Yeah. What do you think about um, it? So I've always been a person. So like, I mean, going into learning about the effects of how much, like we kill animals and all that, like I've always been a person when I see it, I'm just like, actually, I really don't dive deep too deep into it. Right. I never took the time to like, just understand it. Mm-hmm. And Ricky, I think you brought it up la- last week and I was kind of like, all right, cool. I'm give me a steak. Right. And I, I said something like some joke like that. And then I watched this documentary and it's some fucked up shit. Oh yeah. Like it it's some up. really like, like fucked up shit. I think mm-hmm. I saw like one of the, the 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 big points there is like if we continue to go on this like global fishing spree, or what we call, mm-hmm. we'll be we'll have a you know empty house of ocean by 2048, which is insane to just think about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it really blew my mind that like the industry of like I guess um, like the fishing industry, mm-hmm. how it's not specific to just like feed humans it's more of like let's eliminate every competition that will even touch a fish including its predators Mm -hmm. to give us more fish which just doesn't make sense at all yeah and and mm -hmm. seeing those kinds of atrocities i would say is something that like normal people don't really think about like what like how is our food made like how is it brought into like our just you know area that we want to consume it and that really just started making me think a lot more and be just a lot more aware of what I'm eating, maybe how it's made, right? Like seeing that literal, that the fishing industry literally used slave labor to actually acquire fish and a bunch of other stuff that just doesn't really seem sanitary and safe and, and you know, is, is messed up. It really just made me think like, you know what, maybe I want to start changing my diet. Maybe I want to start being a lot more aware of what I'm eating. And that's a big reason why I wanted our good friend Mike here, because since I've known you, man, you've been like no meat at all. And I respect that so much, dude. And like I literally been trying to apply that in the last couple of days and it's tough and it's it's tough to even like think about like what kind of things fit into a good diet where like because I know you are, uh, you know, into fitness and and really just like about that and you're still out here looking swole you know what i mean like just being like looking cross, younger cross yeah how, you, yeah. how, how i see you yeah. 10 years later and you look younger bro like honestly that doesn't make sense to me so yeah it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because you know david alvarez yeah yeah so he he uh on monday he commented because me and him now work together and he's all like Bro, how is it that you look like 10 years younger from, you know, when I knew you? Like, yeah. Doing? And I was just like, I don't know. I, I told him I, the key is, if you know, the less hair you remove from your face, the, lo- the younger you'll obviously look since right now the trend is to have facial hair. Mm. Older. So I'm like, just shave off the beard and you look 10 times, as, you know, 10 times younger. Don't tell him <laughs> nice. that. He looks good with the beard. Don't tell him that. He looks <laughs> he's, he's rocking it well right now. I wish I wish my stuff would fill in, but. 
I'm, I'm not, I didn't get that. that uh, trust me, I have I have, I have gaps too. I can't grow any hair in the dimples area, so I can I can never get that full beard across. Oh yeah, I've been trying to get this yeah. connect for years. It's just gonna stay this way, and I've accepted it. This is <laughs> this is f- final form. So yeah, I accept it. I feel it. you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think going into like what we were talking about, kind of like Seaspiracy and kind of like, you know, that kind of kickstarted and jumpstarted my like initial thought of like, okay, is it better to be like for this, for the community and such? I just quick question kind of like to go into you, like, what was that like point? I, I mean, as an OG, right? In the, in the vegetarian game, oh, what was that point that kind of made you just transition and be like, you know what, now's the time 20 years ago to be like, this is why I'm going to do and avoid eating meat. Right. Uh, so to answer that question, I think uh, an overview of my years of being vegetarian ha- is definitely about transition. Um, what I started with, it still plays a part of who I am now, but obviously I've integrated other things as I've grown. Uh, so for instance, I originally started looking into being a vegetarian back in middle school. Wow. Uh, we had an elective class that every student was supposed to take um, at the end of like the school day. Um, it was like our seventh period, what we called it back then. Um, and one of, and you could choose your class. So I saw that there was an animal rights class. So I was like, all right, this kind of seems pretty cool. You know, I, I was always into animals. I always had dogs. And so I figured, oh, cool. You know, I'll get to learn about other animals and, you know, potentially that I might want to tell my mom, you know, to get. So I, I joined that class and the class was not what I expected it was going to be. I thought, oh, animals here, you know, what, what kind of dogs you have, what kind of cats you have, what birds you have. No, it was animal rights and like, you know, how, you know, uh, there's people who don't eat meat, who are vegetarians, who are vegans and, you know, how it contributes to the globe and all that stuff. So that sparked it from the beginning for sure. But I knew that one being in a Latino household, that was not going to fly. Mm, I was going to say, say ask you something about that. Like, facts. I, I, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I knew that wasn't going to fly. So uh, one way, because I, I was like, after the class, it was after like a semester's worth of, of the class. I was like, you know what? I think I want to try to be a vegetarian. Whoa. But I know that if I try that and I bring it to my mom, she's not going to understand. And she's, you know, she's not going to know what the hell to cook me, mm-hmm. you know? One movie. Oh, he's a vegetarian. I'll, I'll make you lamb versus not, you know, not chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's the the Greek wedding or something like that. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um. So the way I started was, all right, let me just eliminate one thing out of my food network mm. that I call. It, you know, but I first started with, with I, I first started with pork. Okay. Because I knew it was the one thing in our household that we didn't already eat enough, uh, or I shouldn't say enough of, but we ate the less, the least amount of. That should be pretty easy to, you know, um, take away from my diet. You know, we don't eat it very regularly. So when we, when it is, you know, when my mom, my mom does cook it, I'm not going to really miss out on it much. Okay. And so from middle school, I, I, I slowly started integrating things little by little. And, and I, th- and I feel like that's always a success of when someone wants to become a vegetarian or a vegan. It's, you can't just jump into cold Turkey and say this day, next day, I'm a vegetarian and screw me, screw art. No, it's like, I feel like you're going to go through withdrawal because it's so used to oh, yeah. nutri- nutrition and, Damn. you know. You'll be at Burger King the next morning looking for a Whopper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden your body just, is not going to not crave it. It's still going to crave it. So I would 
Well, you know, transition into it slowly. Just start eliminating certain things from your diet. And then, you know, as you keep going, you're essentially going to get to a point where you've eliminated all, you know, animal products in a sense. Mm, okay. That's how I basically started. And so I started from middle school. In high school, every single grade level, I started removing something. So it was pork, and then it was um, beef, and then it was chicken, and then I think fish was the last one. Mm. So right there, five meats. So, you know, five grades. By the time I went into college, I, I just went full-fledged vegan. Got it. So it's been 20 years that since you've had, like, any sort of meat. Wow. Correct. Yeah. You know what's crazy too is when you really think about it, like the whole vegan movement wasn't, but like a couple years ago when things really started to pop off, Whole Foods and, you know, Trader Joe's and all these places really mm -hmm. started even like having these ve uh, vegan alternative, like these meat alternatives. Like, so where would you, because this is really what I want to know is like, how do you get your protein? Like, how did you like really like, before and now, like how yeah. how are you supplying your body with those vital nutrients? Good question. Uh, so in high school, uh, definitely for sure, um, I wasn't lacking in protein because technically in high school I was still eating some animal products. Like I said, as as years went by, I was eliminating. True. So it wasn't like my body was lacking. True. But by the time I got to college, when I introduced full time veganism. It's that's when my body started to notice like, oh, something's lacking here, you know, mm -hmm. but I was fortunate enough that, you know, at, in college, you have a dining hall mm -hmm. and yeah, I went to UC Santa Cruz and Santa Cruz was always known as uh, the hippie, you know, university. Wow. So, so I knew right off the bat, that's where my people were. I knew for a fact that, you know, the dining hall would always have a vegetarian or vegan alternative, you know, um, products for me. So. I, I knew that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to suffer, or I knew that I wasn't gonna be, you know, lacking in something because I had an unlimited plan. So whenever I was hungry, boom, go straight to the dining hall, you know. Okay. So I did. So I didn't suffer then. Um, I would say after college is when, all right, I'm on my own now. I gotta buy my own food in a sense. So that's when I definitely did start to take notice, and that's also when I started getting more into fitness. And obviously, the more you work out, the more your body needs, you know, food to replenish and sustain okay, itself. Right. Uh, so that's where I had to do a little bit of trial and error and kind of seeing like, okay, what works for my body? What doesn't work for my body? You know, what keeps me full? What doesn't keep me full? Um, so I had to experiment a little bit when it came to my food consumption. So is it like mostly tofu? Like I've been seeing a lot of alternatives out there from soy, jackfruit, lentil. Mm -hmm. uh, now we have impossible and beyond like... Mm -hmm. what, what what were the main main sources would you say and i would also like to know how do you rank them because i haven't tried Ooh, some because like i don't the lentil shit looks kind of uh, i don't yeah like <laughs> it don't look good uh -uh, you know what i mean like, so so give me the give me the tiers and uh, which ones you prefer sure uh so to answer your first question it when i started when i was beginning to start investigating i was mostly eating a lot of tofu a lot of tofu and seitan uh and tempeh those, those three were like the main three that were out there um they weren't the best i'm not gonna lie but they were enough for me that i got creative and started developing also my cooking skills to kind of make this food work for me and you know it tastes good enough for me um 
once veganism and vegetarianism started getting more popular, that's when those, you know, you started getting companies coming out with a lot of products. Nowadays, you have like, you know, chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. you got if you got pork, you got fish. I mean, there are tons of products now that it's like, my goodness, if I, if I had started this, you know, if they had this 20 years ago, I probably would have been vegan. So. You're, that, you're that guy that's like, back in my day, it wasn't so easy to get vegan stuff. I, yeah, I, I will admit, it, it does sound like that. But, I mean, in all honesty, it, it, it's kind of true, you know? Um, you didn't see guys who were, you know, athletes who were vegan. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And now, because now it's much more accessible and readily available. But back then, you weren't seeing, like, I mean, I was working out, but I was looking like, skinny i wasn't looking yoked or anything like that because i just couldn't pack on you know the amount of the amount of protein um so i mean yeah it's just it's much much different nowadays Mm -hmm. now rank the food Mm -hmm. for sure i want the impossible is like my number one impossible yeah impossible love impossible Dude, you cannot tell the damn difference i tried it you can't i tried it from carl (laughs) jr and i tried a a regular burger and it's all the same thing to me, bro. I'm convinced that I'm sorry, Mike, to say this, but I'm convinced you guys. I'm convinced there's meat in there, all right? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they snuck a little in. They're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of flavor. No, I'm, I'm just I'm Um, okay, damn, that's impossible. So, number one. Impossible yeah, impossible is definitely number one. Beyond will, is definitely my my second. I switch on and off between impossible and beyond in my own cooking. Like I have, ton, I have like tons of it in my fridge. Okay. Um, so I switch off a lot depending on what I'm going to do. Cause beyond is good for some things, but not all things. So for beyond, I like, uh, cooking like their sausage links and their bratwurst. Mm. Those are really good. Mm. Impossible. I use for ground beef and, uh, burger patties. Mm. This is nice. going to help out a lot of people for sure. I already know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing jackfruit is like at the lowest, right? And lentils. Cause that, that should look. Yeah. Good. I mean the, the, <laughs> The veggie alternatives of like actually using vegetables, um, not a lot of them are good. <laughs> there are some, but you definitely have to try a couple to know which ones are the good ones and which ones aren't. For your for your typical just dummy, right? Vegetarian mm-hmm. versus vegan, right? Ve- vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Just the the quick differences and like what was the actual like? What are the big differentiators between the two for somebody who just wouldn't know? So the, the one way I always break it down to people is vegan is like super strict, nothing animal related. Vegetarian, you can still technically do some animal stuff. Okay. That's pretty, pretty short, sweet and simple. I think that makes sense. So no eggs, right? No milk, no, none of yeah, that. Vegan stuff? is wow. nothing. Vegan is nothing animal derived, basically. Mm. So but with vegetarianism, you have different levels because you can technically you have vegetarians who eat eggs. You have vegetarians who drink milk. Basically, it's the byproducts of animals. So obviously, milk coming from cows, um, eggs coming from chickens. Um, you know, uh, well, there's another one, honey coming from bees. Is that really like they make it? But like, come on! Like I hear about that. People are like, no, you can't eat honey because we make bees our slaves and like do this. But like, come on, man. <laughs> Honey is the one argument that if you ever talk to like a bunch of vegans and vegetarians, they're going to have like, they're going to be on one side or the other. That's like the biggest one because, you know, honey technically 
the bees make it, but it's not necessarily like it's coming from the bee itself. Right. You know, it's a it has to be sustainable, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you you'll have opposite, you know, commentary, and it just depends on the person and how they view and their views and stuff like that. It's like Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, and it's basically like the land of milk and honey. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. So why can't you? You you wanted to make sure that you know we brought it aware to the audience that you're not vegan, you are vegetarian, you like cheese mm-hmm. and eggs. What is it about those that make it so you kind of don't want to just stray away from those? Uh, I think for me, um, it's it's accessibility. Mm. You know, uh, eggs and cheese is just much much readily available. Yeah. Uh, vegan cheeses and vegan eggs and stuff like that, you have to sometimes find, you have to kind of trek to find that stuff. Hell yeah. Once again, as I always tell people, if you do your research enough, it shouldn't be a problem, but you know, Hey, sometimes it's, if I'm out of eggs, it's like, I know I can't go to, you know, Trader Joe's because they already closed, but Safeway's open 24 seven. Right. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, but even Safeway is getting much better at introducing much more vegan products. Like they have Just Eggs, which is a vegan egg alternative. That's which is really, what I'm saying. It's it's good. So I approve of that one, and, and I'll buy that too. It's uh, sold out like, though. Vegan eggs? Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, sold I'm, out what, everywhere. What, what, would, what would a vegan egg be? Is it like an egg Does that's manufactured from a vegan chicken? <laughs> Stop it, Ant. Stop it. <laughs> 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 no, I, I think just eggs, if I remember correctly, the ing- I, I can't recall what the ingredients were, but I know it's made from like plants for sure. I think it's like pea extracts or something like that. You know, science definitely does play a part where you can manipulate a lot of stuff to, you know, yeah. get new, you know, chemical reactions and products and stuff like that. Yeah, the just egg is made out of just water, mung bean proteins, canola oil. Bean. It's just a lot of other stuff other than eggs yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean it, it it makes sense though right i mean if, if that's obviously the the agenda and that's not the agenda uh-huh. that sounds bad it's the you know the the or, mission behind yeah. being vegan then it, it absolutely makes sense so yeah. right, right on it, it is really good that they're at least now things are just more accessible for everyone right so everybody has a decision and it's like great you can do what you please here's all the information make a decision so oh yeah big time i like that like i said i i completely agree i i think the key to vegetarian veganism in the long run is going to definitely be accessibility it's how simple can you make it for people to have options in a sense agreed so you're for me breakfast for me whenever i go to work i stop by starbucks they have the impossible breakfast there Mm, right makes it so much easier before i would have to maybe cook something at home and sometimes i don't have time to Mm. I may just have to shoot for the, you know, the real life eggs because it, I know it's going to cook quicker. You know, I can just hard boil yeah. eggs and boom, I have breakfast already ready to go. Yeah. And maybe that's why it started to become so popular recently is just because the amount of, you know, um, support that other, um, you know, places that didn't traditionally support it as oh, you yeah. would have known you know, uh-huh. dealing with it in the, in the past. And now why people it's just as long as they make it easier, I'm sure more yep. people will start to, you know, trend in that direction. That's what they're doing, man. I agree. That, that, that's where the industry is going, bro. Like with the creation of Impossible Beyond, you're starting to see so many more vegan alternatives appear in like everyday restaurants. Like you mentioned before, Burger mm-hmm. King has an Impossible Burger. You know what I mean? And it's like just adding those things to the menu will make it more accessible, make it more convenient. 
overall, I think it's healthier too. And the, the, the biggest thing that you alluded to before, it's like animal rights, bro. Like the way that we have animals in that's what I was gonna say. Like cages, like chicken farms, salmon farms, like the way they treat mm-hmm. animals is just it's so sad. And we try to ignore it because ignorance is bliss. Right. Like if we don't know about it, we won't, you know, we won't feel bad for them. But in reality, oh yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's sad. I completely agree. As I always tell people, you know, people who, ever, who in the beginning used to give me shit. I was all like, do you even know how your food comes? You know, how your food is prepared. And, and they could never answer that question. And they just always said no. But they would always give. Well, I don't care as long as it tastes good. I'm I'm fine. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. You know, you're 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 going in blindly here. You you're you you do not even know what you're ingesting yourself here. Correct question. question. I wanted to uh-huh, uh, go, go ahead, ahead, Ricky. I I quickly quickly just <clears throat> wanted to ask you on that topic, right? Hunting. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that though? What do you think about the people that hunt, but not for sport, not for not for game, but for actual consumption? They eat the whole animal, you know, they get their license. They do it at places that are, you know, that where they are allowed to do so. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. So for stuff like that, you know, I understand the purpose behind that, you know, especially like, uh, you know, like Native American tribes, they will still do some of that stuff. You know, and people who like to hunt wild game to actually eat what they catch. Exactly. Like, respect that. Like, I'm not here to, you know, granted, I myself don't like it, but I understand it, you know. That's good. I, I, I can, I can, I can acknowledge that when some, when someone does that. But for someone to just do it for sport, I just, yeah. I don't see how you're killing something, you get pleasure from that. You get an excitement. Like, yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me when it's done for sport. But if you're doing it because you're actually eating it and all that stuff, I can respect it. I still wouldn't do it myself, but I can respect it because, hey, I know that that's not going to waste. And I know that, you know, I'm not stupid. I know that, you know, as we evolved, we were hunters and gatherers first. You know, we killed game to get our nutrition and all that stuff. So it's it's part of the cycle of life. You know, I, I get that. I like that. Yeah. Respect. You had said something earlier kind of about like when people were, you know, when you were on your journey to, you know, mm-hmm. vegetarian or how, what is the the correct term? The ism for it is a vegetarianism. Yeah, or, vegetarianism. Okay, vegetarianism. Um, you said that, you know, when people like, you know, poke fun at you, like was there was there a lot of that when you were kind of going from, you know, non vegetarian to vegetarian and even to this day? I mean, maybe not, but yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Whenever something is different from the norm, you're always going to hear about it. People are always going to pick at it, you know? So I always got, I was the only one out of all my friends who was a vegetarian. Mm. So naturally I'm the target by default. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I have more people who, you know, will eat vegetarian food, vegan food, and I don't hear the jokes anymore. You know, once again, it's with anything, you know, if you're the only one, you're going to hear about it. You're going to constantly hear about it. You know, even who you who they know that you're a vegetarian, they will still go ahead and crack jokes at you just because it's Mm -hmm. it's I want to say it's what people are conditioned to do when something's Mm -hmm. the norm. You know, absolutely. Now you guys make fun of those that eat meat, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Mike said, I'm nice. vegetarian, but I still got beef, bro. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened, bro. But hey, he ready if you want it, bro. I'll hold my own. <laughs> huh. 
Mike, you've always been like a, a CrossFit, very athletic. Um, what would you say your best sport or your favorite sport is? Well, my favorite sport is tennis since I, that's what I ended up playing from high school all the way to college. Um, you know, I, well, I even past college because I was technically still on, on tennis teams and leagues and all that stuff. So I would say tennis definitely was my favorite sport to play. Um, you know, CrossFit definitely is, is, is a close second. Uh, and then aside from that, like traditional sports, as I like to call them, probably hockey was like my third. Oh, wow. Hockey. Yeah. I played hockey when I was younger. Roller hockey or? Yeah. Roller hockey. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I played hockey once. You think? I dislocated my knee. It was bad. Oof. <laughs> Mike knows about that. Okay. He was there when I broke my ankle. Oh yeah. I, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good times huh no. so tennis your favorite mm-hmm. sport huh Which mm-hmm. you'd say it's your best the best sport you play your best game uh yes i would say i'd have the most success from it for sure can you beat lebron james in a game of tennis <laughs> most likely there you go Whoa, I like there you go Confidence. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure LeBron has probably never lifted a racket, or even Ooh. if he has, typical like newbie work. <laughs> hit the ball, and the ball's gonna go up. <laughs> not even gonna go across the court. He's giving you points all day. I love the confidence. <laughs> hey, don't don't come go. at him, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's used to the beef. Holding his own. Um, I want to. I want to take it back to the the vegetarian thing because, like, I'm I'm very. I'm a person who. I've always been the person to like, I, I was that guy. I'm never a person to make fun of people because they make their own decision on what they want to be or what they want to do. Um, but like when I, it gets kind of spoken to me, we had, we were talking about in the podcast recently. I was just like, well, just give me a piece of steak. Cause I'm, I'm still going to eat it. But do you feel that like, with this movement of like vegetarianism or veganism is it something that like people should want to do now or do you like think it's like this is going to be a need to because like if we don't something very extreme in regards to like our livestock or even people are there i mean our animals are they even going to be here long and i know this is like your own personal mm-hmm. like you know opinion on it um but yeah v- vegetarian or veganism is this a like a want people should have now or is it like a need that needs to happen you think uh, it would be foolish of me to say it's a need. Mm-hmm. Though me personally, I would love for everyone to be vegetarian and vegan, you know. Um, but I do think it is definitely something people should try. Uh, just given the trends of how you know our society is going, you know, we might, you know, to be blunt, we might fuck this up, and you yeah. know. <laughs> we we might not be able to have farms anymore because you know we need the space for housing you know yeah. so you build down their space um you know we're killing the rainforest you know the the life cycle if you yeah. remove one animal, you remove the other one because one depends on the other yeah. so I, mean, I think if people tried it and they and they and they're successful then we can increase the consumption of vegetarian and vegan items um, to be more readily accessible. Mm-hmm. That way you have choices. You know, I'm all about choice here. Uh, yeah, That's having the options there. Like I said, I know it's not going to go away, but if you have options, that's a better opportunity for you in the end, I feel. No, absolutely. Yeah, he's totally right. And I agree. Like, honestly, 
it's it's getting to a point where like you saw the you saw the conspiracy documentary Simon they said it's projected that by 2045 or something like that that there won't really be enough fish in the sea in order for us mm-hmm. to actually eat anymore and it's like how do you think that that will affect you know our oceans how do you think it, it yep. might affect it to a, a greater degree than we might even be thinking but we don't even really check we just go out and eat a $70 salmon at Santana Row exactly. like it's nothing and leave your yeah. boyfriend to pay for it all. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I think the the, the part that was really like like shocking to me was in that in that conspiracy was the fact that we're literally killing off other animals, apex predators. I didn't know how important the shark was to the ocean uh until I watched this documentary. Like them being the apex predator, them being like the one who kind of controls the the food the what is it the, the circle life of life yeah. the food cycle right like the without them there yeah the food chain that's that's the word I was looking for, um, yeah and and it blows my mind that you know like all of these the bycatches right Ke- yeah, all bro. these animals that they catch in process of catching like a specific tuna or something three hundred thousand right? whales and dolphins die as a product of bycatch. Which means it's not they're not even meant to be caught, but they're caught in the net and they die because of it. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe I'm I'm being too woke too early on this. Right. I just watched a documentary today, but I was having a conversation with somebody um, right before this podcast and I was explaining everything. I'm like shocked. I'm like kind of excited. Like, dude, like this is crazy. And the the feedback I got was, well, just by you not eating it, how is that going to change anything? And I, had, I took a thought, long thought and I was like, hmm, I was like, but this guy who just made this documentary at one point literally just loved animals. Then one day he said, I'm going to go clean beaches, right? He's not changing anything. Then he makes a documentary that millions of people are going to see. So if I'm already triggering my sense of thought on this, like how many other people are doing the same thing? And I feel like if everybody just thinks that way, like, Oh, if I do it, I'm not going to fix anything. You're the problem, right? Like that, that, that's you, that's <laughs> which is pretty crazy. That's what, and that's what I used to tell. Like, it's funny. Cause that's exactly what I said to my girlfriend who, who was the one that got me to watch it. I was like, what is, what am I just one person or you going vegan, you know, not consuming meat like, or, or seafood. How is that really going to help? Cause there's still so much more meat out there. And there was a quote at the end of the documentary from one of the oceanographers she's like she was one of the ones that was really respected by the director and she basically said that like singular yeah you you know what what effect does it have but if everyone does a little something that causes a big effect you know what i mean and that's yeah i don't know what are you to piggyback off of you ricardo that's what i like to call your sphere of influence you yourself are a spear of influence around the people who you engage with. Mm. You know, um, if you have like little kids and nephews and nieces they, and they look up to you, guess what? If I see, you know, if they see you doing something, they in turn will most likely want to do what you're doing. Mm. And therefore you've now have engulfed them in your sphere of influence because then they themselves are now going to start doing what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. You may be one person, but you have enough influence to influence the next person, that person has enough influence. And then, you know, the chain reaction starts. So ultimately, you know, it starts with one, but it reaches, you know, dozens and mass. 
Yeah, it is crazy how powerful the word of mouth is and the word of influences, or I guess the action of influences. A lot of people, they don't feel like they have power or influence on things. But like you mentioned, you have friends, you have kids, you have, I don't know, a librarian you talk to on lunchtime. It doesn't matter. Like there's somebody who watches or sees you. And even if you don't know, like that's a really good point. I never even thought of it like that. Yeah. Like in my family, I, I was the only vegetarian in my family. Uh, and now I have four family members who have converted to vegetarian. Wow. And they've done it for a couple of years now. So I was a spear of influence to them. They saw me, saw what I was doing, you know, in the beginning where they gave me shit for it. Yeah. They always made fun of me. Yeah. We have to give you special food and all that stuff. But guess what? Now when I come over for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for any other holiday, there are dishes there because more than one person is now a vegetarian or a vegan. Hey, Damn, that's cool. Bring out the tofurkey. <laughs> you know what's going down. That tofurkey, dog. What you think? Hey, yo, just to oh, kind yeah. of go back to this 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 topic of conversation, you know, we you know, you're you're really into fitness. I'm really into fitness. I just got back on my rising grind hype. 5 a.m. workouts, come through, join the squad. Um do you have tips on on how to because you said it yourself I, I was talking with you to trying to set up this episode and you said mm-hmm. just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's good for you right oh big time oh yeah so, so like <laughs> i want you to dive a little deeper into that like what is what is the things that maybe you might think are good because it's vegan but you should probably stay away from i think one of them automatically is takis takis did you guys know is veg- is vegan it doesn't have. I had no idea. Yeah, but it's not really good for you. It's takis, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, talkie about it. Yeah. <laughs> good. You're still with those. Swear. <laughs> Sneaky guy. Uh yes. Uh, I think now that vegetarian and veganism is getting really popular, and a lot of companies are joining, uh, you know, to produce all these items. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I think people are gonna forget is that just because a company is making it and slaps the vegan or vegetarian label on it doesn't automatically mean that it's good for you Mm -hmm. Uh, all these burger joints who are making hamburgers now with you know impossible or beyond great that it's an alternative but it's not something we're like oh well because now it's impossible and it's it's vegan i'm gonna eat this every single day and i'm gonna be healthy no it's quite the opposite you wouldn't eat uh, hammer every single day and think you're going to look good as, you know, uh, with six packs and all that. No, you're just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And same thing's going to happen with a vegan or vegetarian, you know, hamburger. Mm. So stay away from hamburgers. Well, it's it's not so much to stay away. It's to now have an option to enjoy a meatless burger. Mm-hmm. Just as with everything, you always it's all about moderation. You got to know, you know, how much to ingest and all that stuff. I always had like an ignorant thought. And if you allow me to share like I was always that person who was like, okay, vegans, vegetarians, stop. They don't want to eat meat, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make something alternative that tastes like me. And I always thought about it. But Ooh. like the way you just said it right now, I think that makes more sense because it it's, doesn't mean you don't want to enjoy a hamburger. It just mm-hmm. means that you don't want to enjoy an animal that was killed horrendously for a hamburger. <laughs> you exactly. just want to get it somehow some other way. So that, that I think, yeah, you've debunked my ignorance on, on that. <laughs> I was going to sit here and ask you, why would you guys? I literally have it here as a question. And, and 
I, I'm glad I didn't ask that. <laughs> right. No, trust me, you, you aren't the first person to have brought that argument up. I, I, I still hear sometimes it's like, well, you know, if, if you don't want to eat meat, then why make products that, you know, resemble our, our meat products That's already? Enough? That's not the point. The point is that, you know, I can enjoy food like every other food that already exists out there. It's just that my food choice doesn't harm an animal, it doesn't contribute, you know, to potentially CO2 and all the other stuff, you know, greenhouse gases and all that stuff. Yeah. You have to be smart about it. You have to be educated and you have to know what, you know, what you're doing. Absolutely. Have you ever, and I don't know if you're, please be honest on this. Have you ever sure. mistakenly eaten a piece of meat in the past 20 years? Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I probably have. And, and this is more so, uh, maybe due to like family members mm -hmm. come home and, you know, maybe at the beginning they forgot like, Oh crap, that's right. Mike's Mike's a vegetarian. I, you know, and, and it's not so much that we're like, Oh, I actually had like a chunk of steak or like yeah. enough that I can detect that right off the bat. It's more so like, Oh, my aunt cooked the rice with chicken broth. Ah, uh, okay. It's, it's more of that kind of accidental ingestion, not like, oh, I actually, I accidentally ate a chicken, uh, a chicken wing. Yeah. No. <laughs> my bad. I'm saying that's a turkey, chicken wing. My fault. <laughs> Messed up. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh. <laughs> I, I think that's where I wanted to go with it was like, would mm -hmm. do you like automatically, like, does it trigger something in your mind? Like, okay, this is definitely not like a vegan product. Like you can tell and taste. Yeah. There are some that you can, some you can't sure. But there are some where I'm like, uh, let me just double check on this. Yeah. I think this might have, you know, some aspect. And I go and ask like my aunt or something. And she's like, oh yeah, I cooked it with chicken broth. I was like, Crap. damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what what the reason why it may, maybe it's not so popular is because I don't think lazy people can be vegans or vegetarians because mm. it requires a lot of like understanding and also the the will, right? To like mm -hmm. want to make sure that. And maybe I'm wrong. It seems like you're like, eh, maybe you could be lazy and be. What do you th what do you think on that? I think you could be lazy, but I also see like you don't you don't have to dedicate yourself to saying like, oh, I'm I'm vegetarian or I'm. Yeah. Vegan. <laughs> if, if you're eating meat and let's say two out of your five days are 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 vegetarian based, that's a win. That's I, no. You know. Let's go. I feel so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, we also get stuck with this whole notion of, like, um, I kind of look like vegetarianism and veganism to some people. Like, I look at sexuality, you know. Ooh. Some people look at sexuality where it's you're either straight, gay, or, you know, lesbian. But then we have the Kinsley scale where it says, well, it's 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 a spectrum, you know. Mm. You, can, you know, you can go up to this area and be still straight but have a little bit of gay in you or something like that. So I look at vegetarian and veganism the same way. It's like you could totally still eat meat. But just because you have a, a a veggie burger on Thursday, you're not necessarily automatically a vegetarian. It's like, yeah. no, you just ingested, you know, some vegetarian products in you. And if you keep on going that, maybe you get you can get to a certain point where you can say, you know what, I could probably consider myself a vegetarian because majority of my food consumption is vegetarian based. Mm. That's actually really cool. That's a cool thought to think about. I'm, it, it I'm doesn't, veggie it doesn't... curious, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It doesn't put like such a big distance between somebody who wants to like, you know, try and dabble with it versus somebody mm -hmm. like full on, right? Because um, like you mentioned, I can, uh, for instance, just cut down on meat intake for a week. And yeah, I, I'm not going to say I'm a vegetarian or a vegan, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying. And that's all that's really, you know, it's not a right or wrong type of situation. You know what right. I mean? and, and I think just 
society-wise, you know, we're moving from that spectrum of like it's either black or white to now it's like you know what it's gray. It's, it's gray. Yeah, the gray. You know? Yep. I can be a little bit more on the white side or more on the black side or more on the gray side. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's being more accepted now, and I think that's going to be the success to making vegetarian veganism much more popular going forward. Mm. Because there's pressure of like, as soon as I announce, oh, I'm a vegetarian, okay, I'm now going to hold you to the standards of, <laughs> yep. if you eat meat, if I see you drink milk, if I see you touch cheese or something, I'm going to call you out, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're, right. You're right, Mike. And That's why I'm not a vegetarian. That's the only reason. <laughs> no, like, honestly, I'll I don't be like real with judgment. you. Like, I've, I've always like thought about like, uh, let's be real. Like I'm not, I'm not a vegetarian. I haven't thought of like going vegan, but like I've always thought like you know maybe one week I'll just eat like like no meat or something yeah. or like and those little steps that you can put there. Like you don't have to label yourself as a vegetarian or a meat eater. You just label yourself as somebody who's improving your environment, right? Or, exactly. You know, helping out animals because you like animals. That's a cool. And little, it's not little just that, there. bro. It's like you're literally also helping your body because. A lot of these meat products have hella GMO. They ha- they're they loaded. Bro, you ever seen the wings at Smoke Eaters? Them motherfuckers <laughs> this big, bro. Well, you that is, you yeah. can taste the GMO. Bro, I I feel like that is like a, like every bite is like a little bit of steroids, bro. That chicken is way too big to be a regular chicken, bro. Look at Wingstop. They're like this. Smoke Eaters, like, boom, bro. Like, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You feel better when you don't eat that stuff, like fried food yeah. but in itself. And, like, like I've been trying – what I've been doing – and thank you, Mike, for, for bringing this this spectrum and this gray area into into meat consumption where, like, we could, we could dabble in between, you know, and it's better for everything because, you know, I've been trying to slowly, you know – transition at least or or just you know be more conscious so lately i've been doing a lot more like vegetarian vegan lunches at work right because we we have that option um and like i've noticed that my energy feels way better when i eat something that doesn't contain me i'm able to actually stay a lot more energetic throughout my workday, whereas before I would get very lethargic. I would get very lazy, tired around 2 p.m. You know, it's that it's that lazy feeling after you eat. And mm-hmm. it, it it's good for your body, bro. Like, you're not just helping the yeah. environment. Like, you're helping yourself, you know? The environment mm-hmm. is a really big thing, but, like, your body is also... It, it's it's not getting all this genetic genetically modified yeah. shit that's going on, you know? So did you um did you ever dabble with like Dr. Sebi and like his like teachings or or any of that? No, no. I got his like, CMOS um, pills. Yeah, you got what? His CMOS pills? He's he was a big yeah. advocate that uh CMOS, if you take it every day, it actually improves your your health, your um uh, <laughs> what's that? Your sex drive? What's libido? Libido. Libido. Yeah. Libido. Yeah. Also, so like from his there. point of uh, perspective, his he was he he passed away. He was like rumored and like to be kind of <laughs> like the um, like a guru of health, right? He he believed that like he meat killed. in its in itself was yeah. Thank you for the ad lib there. Conspiracy, um, conspiracy meat in itself was the worst form of protein, as it like <sighs> contains a lot of mucus and it doesn't help like a pro. Or like a um, uh, what is it? Alkaline electric balance. It has. It goes into like this whole like science and stuff. Mm. And like he kind of talks about living a plant based.
based uh, lifestyle will, you know, increase your livelihood and give you <laughs> all these different things. So I was just wondering if like you, you did any reading on him um, and like uh, I, I read a little bit and dabbled on it. And like after even talking about like this, I'm not saying I'm, I'm going vegan, I'm not going vegetarian, but I'm going to be more conscious. I will be more conscious. And I think that anybody who is listening, if you've ever dabbled, you don't have to go full on vegan. You don't have to go full on vegetarian. If you want to, you should. Absolutely. But I think everybody owes it to be conscious about what's going on in our world and around. Right. I I agree. And and remember, um, there's also the stigma around, you know, vegetarian and veganism, especially uh, amongst men where it's like, Oh, you're a vegan. You're a vegetarian. You know, you're not a real man. Because real <gasps> men, real men, you know, it's like <laughs> eat me. Glad that that mind frame is changing. Mm-hmm. But you know, a couple years back, that was a mind frame. Absolutely. That machismo, huh? Oh my god, big time, <laughs> big time. Is that why you taught us machismo in like in that, Upper Bound? That, that oh was, yeah, I, I threw everything at y'all because I I knew that you know I I couldn't have this upcoming generations still continue to hold on to those you know narratives like they had to change yeah that's so dope. but i also wasn't very militant with y'all i just i always took it with y'all as like let me just introduce it to you so if, if it works for some of y'all great if it doesn't for some of y'all hey it doesn't but at least you have this knowledge that maybe someone down the line you might be able to speak about it because you heard it from me yeah hey, yeah respect nice that is awesome yeah and- I think to wrap it up, my biggest takeaway with this is that it really starts with the education of like animal rights. And I think that's what sparked it. And then, and I think we need to provide that um, more, more resources for that. The awareness. Um, younger, younger yeah, generation. Awareness for exactly. sure. The awareness. Look at, you know, these documentaries you know, research exactly. a little bit about where your food comes from. You know, why is this smoke eater's chicken so buff? I don't know. Right? <laughs> because it's getting yeah. injected, dude. So, yeah, good point, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. I um, I feel that you you're right. We should expose we should expose ourselves to those things before making a decision. Because if we're not, we're not doing research. We're not educating ourselves, and then saying, "Okay, I still want to eat meat." Then you're kind of just you're not doing anything, right? So, I agree. Mm-hmm. Watch conspiracy, everyone. If you're listening to this, you yeah, watch start. It, make sure you go watch it. Start, start with, with that. that, and yeah, okay. see if it changes your mind. See if it changes. Your All mind. right. Yep. <laughs> Mike, do you have any wise words to live to leave our audience with? The wise words that I would want to leave upon your audience is one that I myself has been uh, have been looking at more recently. It's more so because I I've been wanting to get another tattoo, so I've been wanting to get something quote wise. Um, so one that's been coming to mind is from one of my one of the one of these bands that I listen to that I like. It's uh, the lead singer Brandon Chapetti from Bleeding Through. His uh, quote is "Rise above." And so I just look at things, just, you know, just rise above it, you know, just rise above it. And so that's what I've been utilizing recently. Simple, nice. short, like that. straight to the point, impactful. Thank you. Thank you. Ricky, any um, takeaways or wise words you want to leave off? Uh, yeah, my wise words this week actually come from Steve Stout, who is a 
a businessman that just made a really a really big uh, collaboration with Apple. Um, something that he said that really stuck to me were some tips on success. And what he basically said is to be successful, you have to have an irrational belief in yourself. You have to have an irrational persistence to everything that you do. You have to have an irrational understanding of perfection because you have to have an irrational belief you will persevere and succeed no matter what happens. Nice. Um, all my wise words, Thank I think, what I, oh, my bad. I just over here introducing myself here, dude. My bad. <laughs> no, go ahead. More handle. Grab the mic. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I think we, we hit it on the point for today. Um, learning is everything. Um, and from the words of B.B. King, the beautiful thing about learning is that absolutely no one can take it away from you. So keep learning and keep earning. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Very good. Last but not least, I just want to say, Mike, we really appreciate you coming to the show. You are a great mentor and um, um, really a big a big um, factor in why I went to college and, you know, my successes over there. And so I just want to say with my wise words, um, act as if what you do makes a difference because it does. Mm, and with that, everyone tune in again next week because we are out. out. <laughs> hey. Nice. Everybody better listen right now. Try to not eat meat once a day is all I'm saying. Meatless Mondays. Meatless Mondays. <laughs> Mondays hey, meatless Mondays. Hey. I like that. And if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at We The Basement. We'd love to get a chance to interact with you guys. And until next week, we are out.